0: Hello again and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD, and I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Adam,
1: Lori, your good leg. My? Tell us
0: what – you are just like such a trooper to come today and record.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Tell us about this leg. It's in this brace. It's yeah. like he, he's he got it propped up. It This is terrible.
1: It looks – well, it looks way worse than it is, first of all. But, um, yeah, I had knee surgery, had to have a meniscus repaired, had to have – 29 microfracture holes drilled in my bone.
0: Oh, my like gosh.
1: restart my cartilage because apparently I have none. Oh, See, no. See, you, tell- you keep telling me that I'm all young and stuff, but then I, I have surgery like this. and You are uh, old. I am old. Yeah, yeah next the, thing
0: will be the hip replacement,
1: man. Oh, no, the knee replacement will be next. That's yeah. what will happen. Oh, really? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah.
0: Oh, that is not good news. Part of life, but
1: this pushes it back some, so hopefully much later. Um in life.
0: So this um brace and stuff, it kind of puts a hitch in running around during the summer naked in your household, right? Which is what we're going to talk <laughs> about next. We're going
1: to talk about <laughs> nakedness in the household, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just me and the brace is not a pleasant image <laughs> um, around the house. So no, you yeah, and You so and the no crutches
0: nakedness. naked in the brace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. That is an image I don't even need of myself, but, uh, or anybody else. Right. But yeah, uh, nakedness in the house. Are you yeah. a, now that your kids have flown the coop, I don't know if this is a <laughs> if you want to answer Adam. this question. Adam. <laughs> is the nakedness gone up? Is the nakedness gone down?
0: <laughs> I got to say, you know, every once in a while there's a kid at home and it's like, I got to remember, Oh yeah, grab the robe, you know, because they're coming in and out of the household still. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah. No, know. I, I think that there is this sense of Freedom when you don't have children in the household to just run around and do whatever you need to do, and mm-hmm. you don't have to grab the robe and you can
1: you know to cover up,
0: dry your hair just yeah. in the buff, whatever, yeah. get ready.
1: Yeah, but
0: isn't it fun? I mean, I think that seeing your partner, my, my husband is a big believer in Ben Franklin, and you know, Ben Franklin did air baths.
1: Yeah. Every day, <laughs> he did air baths every day. So
0: he says, you know, I'm a Ben Franklin follower.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right. So, that, so he's that, into a, air baths. That's a his cleaning regimen is yeah. just to yeah. be free. <laughs> all right. Uh, I do. I do think that there's some freedom. There's some adulthood type feelings that come, I re, like, you weren't allowed really to do that all as much Exactly, as kids, exactly. Especially when you got to be an older older kid, right? You wanted to do that when you're, like, my two-year-old toddler, he wants to be naked all the time. Yes. He, he wants to just strip down as much as possible, right? Um, yeah, I
0: had a friend whose daughter would, like, dance naked in front of the mirror and it just enjoyed that so much. And, you know, of course we think it's so adorable until Until the message comes that says, you know, stop that, you need to put some clothes on. But then when
1: we, I, I feel like the first time when I got my own place, like that's one of the first things that I did I know right like what was just naked I was naked in the kitchen I thought that was <laughs> such such a great a great thing right to such be a, naked, freedom. a freedom thing to be naked in the kitchen <laughs> yeah. right and then especially when you get married and you don't have then it's also like, then there's just a whole different kind of fun. Yeah, because there's well. so
0: much fun to see. I think all of us know there's kind of a taboo about nakedness. Mm-hmm. And so when we see our partner, or when we are personally naked, there's this mm-hmm. excitement and fun yeah. associated with that.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of freedom. It's it's It drops the inhibition, right? It's It's something that you just don't typically do around other people. And so getting to do that with your partner, it's exciting.
0: Exactly. And I think so many people... Want that to continue? They want you know that freedom and un- self consciousness to continue, oh, but yeah. things get in the way, right?
1: Yeah, it, it, I like what you said there about it's, it's a lack of self consciousness, a lack of self concern or self awareness. There's no sh- there, especially no shame, no shame. Right? There's
0: no shame, and that's how we want sex to be. Is we want to enter it uninhibited, without shame, you know, so that we can enjoy each other's bodies and and really have a good time and not be you know, worried about the sense of, you know, a, a negative review, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. From ourselves or from our partner. Exactly. Right. And I think that's, that's really important.
0: Exactly. And I think that people stop that, stop being naked, you know, for a variety of reasons. I mean, one of them certainly is to protect the children, because we certainly oh, never yeah. want the children to come on what they, you know, is called the primal scene. We don't yeah. want children to come in on us making love ever right. uh, because it, it really is scarring. And of course, if it happens just for the record, what you want to do is put some clothes on right away, walk that kid back to bed and say, you know, we'll talk about this in the morning, you know, and, and be nonchalant about it. But uh, it yeah. isn't something that we want children to see. So we got to have locks on the door. But I think too, you know, people often, parents often ask us, when should I stop being naked in front of my children? Mm-hmm. And, and children in general puts the cape off of nakedness in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like you can't
1: be naked in the kitchen with, with little kids around. No. Right? When, so when do you say – what's what's the age? Do you have a particular age? Do you have a particular awareness? Yeah. What, what's what's your do. thought? How do you draw that line? So
0: I'm going on something based with the Lucy Daniels Center, which is a local children's center, and a lot of the material that they publish. And, and basically they say about age three is when parents need to be clothed again and also, about that age is when we stop bathing children together because it is so slippery and sensuous mm-hmm. that we kind of, it, children are very excited by that. So, we want to kind of mm. reduce that. You know, I also say maybe uh, when the children start to notice the the difference, you mm. know, when they're saying daddy has a tail, mm, you know, yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> might be time <laughs> to start covering up. up. Yeah. Um, but I know that families have differences. So, I, I'm not terribly rigid. And I think some of it depends on. The culture that they were raised in Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, how their families felt about it and how they both have thought it through. I I think one thing is just to think it through. Yeah. You know, knowing that children can be sort of overexposed to things and certainly nudity is one thing. Um, Oftentimes, same gender feels comfortable being naked in front of same gender for Mm -hmm. a longer period of time than they do opposite gender. Yeah. I mean, I know my kids were really different. Uh, I mean, are your kids not like modesty sort of different?
1: Yeah, I mean, a, a little bit. I mean, I think they're at different ages, right? and I think mm-hmm. um for us, the it's when we started to talk to our kids about sex. That mm-hmm. we started to do things a little bit differently, right? My mm-hmm. kids um, still some for some reason want to bust in on the bathroom uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Can I please get <laughs> <give> five minutes <laughs> peace? So we've had to go to locking the bathroom door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I think I think when we start to teach boundaries and just what the differences is between public and private, um, yes. that that becomes important because the the kitchen, the living room, the shared family spaces become. Bec- really do become public places um, mm-hmm. public for our family anyway and so I think in part it's when we start to teach those lessons and start to make the distinction between what you do in private versus what you do in public um, that it starts to become an yeah. important thing and it also I think it's also helpful to teach the difference between for them that there are certain things that is just for them and that they mm-hmm. get to decide what to do with their bodies and that mm-hmm. keep that private um, and so when that conversation happens that's when I think we start to change uh, what we're Exposing them to. I,
0: I also think it's good to tell children, you know, this is mommy's space. You know, mm-hmm. mommy needs time in the bathroom to get ready, and mommy and daddy get dressed, and you need to wait outside. We're not yet ready. It also defines a boundary of, you know, this is something that we share, and yeah, we can run around naked with each other, but this isn't something we do in front of yeah, you. Um, yeah all of that I think is good. But
1: there is a loss in that too I think because it, as a couple you're losing some of that your your boundary gets smaller mm-hmm. right and tighter um which can it it enforces some maybe it's needed but the it could cause the inhibitions to go back up it could cause that you know shame to reenter into that idea of being naked together I think the overriding thing though is just the shame that we get that gets built up in us either culturally or through religious upbringings or through our own ideas about our own body, I think shame just creeps up a lot, yeah. right? And it keeps us from feeling like we can be naked, even when we're with somebody that we love and trust and are having sex with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that,
0: that can shut us down for sure. Yeah. And probably it, is the primary reason we get shut down.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you would agree too, though, that if we can shed some of that, um, shed some of that shame the freedom that we get in our relationship, it really enhances our sexual relationship. So if we right?
0: shed the shame, we can shed the clothes.
1: Shed the shame, <laughs> shed the shame, shed the clothes. <laughs> uh, I, think, I, think that's, I think that's really accurate, but it's really hard, right? Because it's so ingrained, right? I mean, I think even from, I mean, you think uh, just... Uh, if you grew up in a in any kind of religious background, uh, Christian religious background, then you heard Adam and Eve. Their right. shame was being naked, right? Yeah. And that exactly. was exactly which I was,
0: Don't think that was actually what the the shame was about. It was about being seen. But they're covering up with a fig leaf, right? In yeah. in the story.
1: Yeah, but we're yeah. trying to get back to that, right? I mean, the, the idea of walking around in a garden naked <laughs> is is appealing, yes. Right, as yes. as kind of for some people. But anyway, I think there's ways for us to kind of get rid of that shame.
0: Okay, well, let's come back and talk about that on our next section. You're listening to 4Play Radio Sex Therapy. Thank you so much to all our Patreon supporters, right?
1: Yeah. Patreon is a platform where you can directly support things that you love. We really want to expand the resources that we can be able to provide right. to you as our listeners.
0: If you know our work touches you and in our work helps you, we would be so grateful for your support. Just go to our website, foreplayrst.com, and there you can find a way to support us, and you can see our episodes and our blogs. And thank you so much, guys. Speaking with Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Lori, what is an intensive? So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress compared to weekly therapy. I mean, there's just... So much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com.
1: At Matthew's Counseling, we believe it is our job to come alongside you in whatever difficult challenges of life you are in and help you rediscover hope and to find the strength that you have to face those challenges. We strive to create a safe and comfortable place for you to explore who you want to be and identify the obstacles standing in your way. Oftentimes, the first step toward finding help is the hardest, but it can also be the bravest. Give us a call at 919-587-8018. Find us online at MatthewsCounseling.com. Dot net. We look forward to working with you. And we're back for Play Radio Sex Therapy. Lori, we were talking about be, this idea of being naked, yeah. right? And that a lot of times shame gets built up around being naked. But why is it important? Why do we think it's important for people to be comfortable being naked with their partner?
0: Yeah, I mean, first of all, the visual, seeing the others form and seeing them so vulnerably you know, builds attachment and mm-hmm. and let alone sexual excitement. I mean, I mean, that's exciting, too. But and the studies also show that couples who sleep naked together actually have more happiness.
1: Mm, you know, really? so, I
0: mean, being comfortable naked and nude in front of your partner in two ways, right? Visually and for touch is really important. And And I have a lot of patients who talk about the disappointment they feel that after a certain period of time, you know their partner won't walk around naked anymore and they mm-hmm. miss that sense of i get to see you completely vulnerable completely naked i mean it's yeah. it is appealing sexually but it's also something like deeply personal yeah. about having one person who will do that with us yeah cuz
1: i think when the clothes go back on right it, like and we we get less comfortable with being naked um, with our partner, like there, there's a little bit of a barrier there, right? That's not just the close. There's an emotional barrier that comes um, that's going to limit our satisfaction sexually, but it's also going to limit our closeness, mm-hmm. right? Um, we, not that you still can't be close, but there is a limit there, right? That means that we can go this far, but we can't go as far as me being completely vulnerable with you exactly. right completely naked exactly. right there's there seems to be a parallel between our comfortability being physically naked and being emotionally naked and when we're able to get there like we're increasing our um happiness is what you what you said right That seems yeah. to make sense to me
0: and I've, i mean i think there might be some people who are uncomfortable seeing their partner naked which you know that's sad to me too Mm-hmm. Um you know in some way they have some aversion kind of issue I, I mean certainly I deal with aversion disorders mm-hmm. which are people who do not want to see do not want to touch their partners genitals yeah. and that can get in the way and that would be a very serious form of not being comfortable naked
1: right and um, it and some people may just have a preference right but that's going to be that, that to me is going to be a low percentage of people that there can they can be emotionally vulnerable and be, and just it's a preference that they don't want to be naked um, in, in the daylight, but I think by and large, right, this idea that we have to combat this body shame that kind of gets just built up mm-hmm. in us over time,
0: yeah, I think the vast majority of yeah. the reason people shut down is the body shame,
1: yeah, so how do you we know. fight that how do we uh, how do we begin to to work on that to decrease that so that we do feel comfortable in our own skin, which is the which I think is the biggest thing
0: well, I think there's two things. One is, you know, a partner's reassurance is really important. Mm. You know, the partner saying, hey, you know, it gives me a thrill when I see you walking around naked. Mm. Um, or just that sense of, I know for us, you know, it's just fun to be away in a hotel room together and we always seem to get ready naked. You know, yeah. and it, it's just like this fun moment. That is the continuation of your vacation yeah. or whatever. It's freedom. Yeah, and I think um, with,
1: I think for committed couples, right, you're not doing that with anybody else. Like that's the one person that you're doing that with, and that complete acceptance, right, of the other person's body is is just a huge thing that you get to offer to each other as care for your relationship.
0: Yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. It, exactly, you got it. Is the sense of acceptance that your partner gives you that you know is really encouraging in terms of being able to just go about your morning routine or whatever yeah. stark naked. <laughs> yeah. And I
1: think that there's some there's verbal encouragement, right? I I want to see you naked. I like seeing you naked. I love your body. Would you encourage people to be specific in the parts of the body that they they like in their partner? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And also there's there's fun physical things, right? When your partner caresses your waist or Gives you a little pat, or you know, something yeah. that you you know they're enjoying being with you, mm. and that's really reassuring. Yeah, I, I think too there has to be self compassion.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. You
0: know, in order to get through this this world where we are held up against standards of that are supermodels, mm. right? And women who have babies and. You know, six weeks later, they have perfectly flat stomachs. I do not know how they do that. My mm-hmm. gosh! <laughs> but some <laughs> some of those actresses and stuff, they do that.
1: But I think um, guys. I mean, I think guys are getting that message more and more these days as well. You're right. Right. Yes. Um. And I and I think so for everybody. There's a sense of this image and that we have to uphold, and that if we don't uphold it, there is something wrong with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have right.
0: abs that show. And, yeah show the cut, right? That's right. You got to have, not gotta that have just the right show, cut. The right, but the show right the guilt. muscles below.
1: That's right. The way that we fight back against that, one way that we fight back against that is really start to addressing those narratives that we have running in our head, mm-hmm. um, right? So in, in the therapy world, this tends to be called like positive self-talk, it gets made fun of sometimes, you know, because yeah. there's lots of, you know, Saturday Night Live type skits out there that make fun of this, but this is this is something that's really important that we cultivate our own self-acceptance. Like, we have to begin to develop narratives that talk back to um, those messages that we get from the outside world that start to become ingrained in our own head that we just hear naturally, that run on that, that loop over and over and over again that we have to fight back against on a regular basis. And if we don't have the language for that, we get some of that from our partner, right, when our mm-hmm. partner's says i love your body like that that we can start to internalize but that message enough, a little bit right? it's not enough right and
0: many partners say look at i tell them all the time i love seeing them naked i love their body and it doesn't penetrate it doesn't go mm-hmm. into their soul in a way that gives them more freedom so the self compassion piece
1: yeah absolutely and an example might be i am enough right mm-hmm. that may be something or my body is enough or even throwing doubt into the the standard when you hear that message of i I have to look a certain way. You start to say that's not true. Mm-hmm. That's that's not that's that's not a, that's not a reasonable standard, right? Mm-hmm. I am enough for myself. My body is enough for my partner. There is beauty in flaws, right? This like,
0: body gave birth to three children. <laughs> 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 look at what right. it can do. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm, right. I do tell myself that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a positive thing.
1: I think all of those. I mean, all of those things start to just kind of like you. You build your own repertoire of of those type of sayings to yourself but they do start to work. I'm enough, I'm okay. I have one client who just said I'm okay out loud every time he got anxious. Uh-huh, right? I and love that became that became really powerful for him, like I'm okay. I'm okay. And the thing about it, too, is I think you have to start saying those cells to yourself even in the moment. So like when you're being brave and getting naked with your partner in the afternoon with daylight streaming in where you can't make it completely dark. Right. You're saying that to be to be brave and to start to um, as you shed clothes, you're shedding the shame. Right. Mm. Um, And I think that that becomes a really powerful thing to Mm. be able to do.
0: And I would say it's it's not about diet and exercise mm-hmm. that builds confidence mm-hmm. because I know scads of people who are really fit who have very little confidence. You know it's something else that gives them the sense of uh, because everybody, no matter what, has some flaw, but there's something else that gives them the sense of being able to yeah. be free like that.
1: Yeah, I think that that has to come internally, right? I think and it I, does. I think, and I think most people try to find that in diet and exercise, or they try to find that confidence um, for their body in other things that are external to them. Mm-hmm. And you know, you tell me what you think about that. But I think even if they try to find that in their partner solely, they're going to come away short, right? It is their the partner's job to be encouraging to say those things. But if I am trying to find my Um, shed my shame through my partner like eventually that's not going to be enough right it has to come it has to come internally from that exactly you were mentioning some things that I think are very helpful about what couples can do together to start to shed some of that shame you can do you do the internal work right yourself right but then with your partner and one of those things you can step into right that skin on skin contact if you're not really comfortable just like walking around naked together Right. You At may least s-
0: be naked under the covers. Yeah. So right? sleeping
1: naked together has some yeah. has or some. Benefit. Naked.
0: And you know, another thing that occurred to me as we were talking that we can also use arousal to help us become mm-hmm. less self conscious because many people, once they become aroused, will shed, you know, the covers or the clothes. You mm-hmm. know, it's like that that. Gives us confidence, actually. Yeah. You know, that arousal is a magical thing.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I think when you start there, kind of under the covers, right, but you're still experiencing being naked together. Like that's what you're talking. That's that's where it goes into. It can lead into it can lead into arousal, but it may not have to. Right. But that just being naked together, that skin on skin contact that we're talking about, you're accepting of each other's nakedness and sleeping naked together, I think, gives you some of that because it's just you're just being comfortable. Right. You're right. just being getting comfortable with um, your naked self and your partner's naked self together. And I think it has, it has a lot of benefits that way. And then when it leads to arousal, right, then it just becomes even more so, right? You just increase your comfortability um, mm-hmm. with that. Is comfortability a word? I'm I don't know. It, I'm just going to claim know. it as a word, if it's not a word.
0: <laughs> it's an atom <Adam laughs> word. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
1: I like it. <laughs> okay. So, so Okay. Over- so,
0: overall more comfortability with more comfortability. nakedness yeah that's shed, what we encourage you all to have and to strive for
1: shed the clothes shed yeah, the shame
0: it'll lead to more attachment and and that's what we want for you and and more attachment makes sex better that yeah. makes for optimal sex right absolutely it is a sense of connection so there we go not to mention the thrills of being <laughs> naked
1: that's right
0: so thanks for listening this is foreplay radio sex therapy
1: you can now call in your questions to the Foreplay play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY4PLAY. That's 833, the number 4, PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes.
0: Hey, help us stay on top here at 4Play. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much.
1: All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor.